0: Biden gave a press briefing, and this is what happened right after his remarks. Sir, there. has been criticism. There's been criticism that this was. There's been criticism that this. By your Sir, Mr. President, Mr. President, break, <laughs> <Did you overreact laughs> Mr. President, there has been why criticism, Mr. President, there has been criticism that this was an overreaction that was done right, because of political pressure. So, okay. okay. You turn my off and ask the question. you have more polite people. Mr. President, why have you chosen asking Joe Biden about his family's corruption and ties to China? You'll be rewarded with a give me a break, man, and a reference to you as a not polite person. I don't know how bad we were acting up in America to have to put up with Joe Biden in the Oval Office. We've got a few things to run through, folks, so let's get going.
1: Welcome to Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on real news.
0: Today, Thursday, Joe Biden delivered remarks On the three objects shot down by U.S. fighter pilots over the last week, over this last weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Two in U.S. airspace, one over Canadian uh, airspace, over in the uh, Yukon Canadian airspace. The three objects shot down by $400,000 Sidewinders. He answered the question, and here it is, folks. You uh, asked a question. Here's Joe's ridiculous answers.
1: They're reporting to me daily and will continue their urgent efforts to do so, and I will communicate that to the Congress. We don't yet know exactly what these three objects were, but nothing, nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program or that they were surveillance vehicles from other, any other country. The intelligence community's current assessment is that these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies, recreation or research institutions studying weather or conducting other scientific research.
0: There you go, folks. Joe Biden admitting to America and the world that they're just shooting anything, damn thing out of the sky to distract you from China. Oh, we shot down three things that were benign, private. We just shot them down. We have been shooting crap down from the sky at all. But after China, you guys have been complaining uh, that I'm not strong enough. So $400,000 missiles to shoot down weather balloons and other private things that may or may not pose a threat. Because we don't even know what we're shooting down. That is my synopsis of what Joe Biden just said. As the world laughs and China says, Good job, Joe. Good job. That's what we're paying you for. Wow. Hey, if you want to see a silver lining, at least he showed up. Over in Ohio people gathered to get information about the train wreck over in East uh, Palestine. So, the East Palestine officials held a a town hall meeting yesterday at the local high school to discuss the recent trail derailment and the mushroom cloud of toxic chemicals that was released by non-resident experts. And this is a question that people had at that gathering someone asked where's pete Buttigieg? where is he at i don't know here's
1: just as soon as me yesterday was the first time i heard anything from the white
0: house this took place on february 3rd and according to officials there it wasn't until february 15th 12 days later that they had any communication from the white house and they could not give the whereabouts ...of Pete Buttigieg, who's probably out there still upset that there's a lot of white men in construction. If you missed my reporting on that from a few days ago, that was one of his biggest complaints... ...about building and transportation and services provided to growing urban areas where people of color live. I kid you not, folks. The whole damn thing is a clown show. And to have a clown show... You have to have clowns and clowns are supposed to be happy and supposed to cure you up. Well, one clown apparently is not able to do that. And the clown I'm talking about here is the junior senator from the state of Pennsylvania who's back in the hospital, but not for a stroke or for anything related to that necessarily i just got handed this statement from john uh fetterman's office obviously he is a senator from pennsylvania Uh, he said he has checked himself into walter Reed national medical center what more do we know
1: yeah this is just really coming out in the last few minutes this is obviously really sad it says here in the statement from fetterman's chief of staff that he checked himself into walter Reed medical hospital uh, to receive treatment for clinical depression
0: first of all big hug to all of my patriots Working at Walter Reed, I am the son of a retired corpsman who was at that hospital for years. I have great memories of visiting my dad there at the hospital. Big hug to all of my Walter Reed patriots. Secondly, um, clinical depression is real and it's no joke, but we must ask ourselves, are the people of Pennsylvania really well served by a senator who is suffering from clinical depression who has personal issues that he has to deal with and therefore can't deal with the issues of his constituents? I mean, after all, we have been told that the people of Pennsylvania chose a world-renowned and fairly well-liked on both sides of the aisle, world-renowned doctor over a man who, even as a grown-ass man with wife and kids, was supported by his mommy and daddy, a man who dressed like Antifa, and had a stroke, and couldn't even really debate or function during the campaign. But we're told that's what the people of Pennsylvania wanted over a world-renowned doctor. I wish Fetterman well in his recovery, and I wish that the people of Pennsylvania could recover from this injustice that they were dealt in their state
1: they said he visited with the Capitol uh, attending physician Brian Monahan here early in the week on Monday, uh, who advised him to do this, advised him to check himself into the hospital. They said that he will continue getting voluntary treatment on a voluntary basis. And after examining John, the doctors at Walter Reed told us that John is getting the care he needs and will soon be back to normal.
0: Soon be back to normal, apparently normal is relative. And. MSNBC, I kid you not, I kid you not, made excuses for this. This is how low the bar has been set. That running for office and doing your job, that's very hard and stressful. And we should be understanding of that.
1: Of course, it's been a rough start for this senator who just came off a very heated victory in Pennsylvania just a week ago. He was in the hospital uh, after not feeling well, feeling lightheaded after the Democratic retreat, retreat last
0: Wednesday. I don't want to make light of this, but I too would have a headache if I were surrounded by more than two Democrats at a time, never mind a Democratic Party retreat. I think that'll give any sane person a headache. So John Fetterman gets a pass on that one.
1: Uh, Fortunately, no signs of further stroke symptoms. Of course, he experienced a uh, near-death experience by having a severe stroke just months ahead of the election in November.
0: That's why if he weren't power hungry, he should have just sat out and let someone else run. He's already admitted that he has permanent damage because he didn't give himself the proper recovery time because he was campaigning For Senator of Pennsylvania. The whole thing is a freaking clown show. It's a merry-go-round with no off button that doesn't end.
1: So this has been a really rough start for this senator, and we've seen him in the halls yesterday. I actually noticed that he missed the vote at night, and I wondered uh, why that was. Now we know it's because of this, but this is somebody who we've seen in the halls. Obviously, he's still suffering from some auditory process issues coming off of that stroke he suffered. There's accommodations uh, coming into play here, both in committee rooms and on the floor. But uh, clearly someone now who's getting the care that he needs after disclosing this diagnosis that many Americans unfortunately suffer with.
0: Wow, folks. He's getting accommodated. And there you go. Signs that he cannot do his job. He missed the vote last night. He missed the vote. He cannot do his job. He should be replaced uh, forthwith. The governor put in another Democrat and let this man recover. Because Pennsylvania deserves a senator that can do the job. Wow. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Idiocracy. Idiocracy. But this is Idiocracy in real life. There's a part where the normal average guy from, the, from our present goes to the future and he, and, and he, go, he meets with a doctor played by Justice Long, uh, Justin Long. I'm not going to play you it here, but just go ahead and Google that clip from the movie Idiocracy where he's in the doc, uh, doctor's office talking to Justin Long. And he talks about his ex-wife. And her mental lack of acuity and the current job she now has. That's how I feel we're living when we're watching Joe Biden and Senator Fetterman. Trust me, just go and see the clip if you're not familiar with the reference. Let's move on, folks. Let's move on. We've got this and a follow up to my or a continued coverage of Nikki Haley. We're going to switch gears here. Former South Carolina governor and UN ambassador Nikki Haley is part of the Klaus Schwab and global elites, and she has been compromised since 2011. National File has this really good article. GOPer Nikki Haley ranks among those politicians captured by KS and his World Economic Forum, with Haley's ties dating back to early on in her political career when she was one of those carefully procured young global leaders. Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina, U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, and longtime uh, uh, KS associate. Folks, I know some of you are listening to this on podcast form. You're watching this or listening to this on Spotify. But because this is going on YouTube, there are certain people that when I mention their names in passing or multiple times, I run into some issues. We all know who Klaus is. We all know his last name is Schwab. And we all know what the uh, political and world elites are up to. And that is who she is associated with. And uh, is now running uh, 2024 for president. And if you missed my previous episodes, she doesn't have a snowbell, a snowball's hell. Uh, forget uh, snowball's chance in hell. She doesn't have a snowball's chance in a barely working refrigerator. I know, terrible. Give me A for effort though. In the same year, 2011, in which she took office as governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley was selected as one of the carefully procured young global leaders, a subset of the World Economic Forum with a focus on on influencing geopolitics, global commerce through young politicians, sports stars, business leaders, and even younger members of a certain family. So, there you go, folks. Does it mean anything? I just thought I'd mention it so you'd be aware. Now, someone who is of more consequence... Is Mitch McConnell. He told Fox today that defeating Russia in Ukraine is quote the single most important event going on in the world right now. With Republicans like this do we really need to run against Democrats? Less than a plurality of Americans support the funding of the war in Ukraine. Only 48% are in favor of funding of the war and the oligarchs who control the money which is not audited. Let's not mention or forget that the uh, inflation is at a four year high, excuse me, 40 year high under Biden. We've got a porous southern border with criminals and crime all over the place as a result, maybe even possible terrorist elements. How do you explain all of these horrific acts of violence and mayhem we've seen over the last several days? I don't know. Could it possibly have something to do with an open border or Maybe, maybe it's uh, paid back for Nord Stream 2, which we destroyed. I don't know. We'll get into that most likely in our next episode. We got Chinese balloons uh, going over the continent of the U.S., uh, unperturbed, but using $400,000 uh, Sidewinder missiles to shoot down balloons. We've got toxic explosions. We've got fires. We've got disruptions to our food supply gas prices through the roof, heating uh, energy bills through the roof. But of course, our number one priority, our single most important event going on right now is defeating Russia and Ukraine. And therefore, that's why we are fighting a proxy war. The judge has released portions of a grand jury report on former President Trump's alleged efforts. The majority of the report remains sealed, but the portions released Include the grand jury's concerns that some witnesses may have lied under oath. All right, folks, let me give you the information that's most important to you without the spin as the continued attempt at stopping President Trump from running in 2024 continues. So the uh, Georgia grand jury has actually recommended perjury indictments in the Trump probe that they're doing. Here, like I said, are the uh, highlights. First of all, the grand jury was impaneled back in May to investigate whether Trump, his lawyers, and a political and political allies committed any crimes in pressuring state officials. Fulton County Judge Robert McBurney withheld those conclusions until prosecutors are ready to release the full report at a later time. See, what they want to do is they want to start indicting people. The panel was looking at, among other things, a January 2nd, 2021 call in which Trump asked Georgia Secretary of State Brad Ratbastardberger to find 11,780 votes. Raffensperger refused to comply with Trump's request. We covered this at the time. Now here is what is going on. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis has a ter- uh will determine whether to charge Trump or any well anyone else in the case what they have found is that they believe that some folks under uh, they perjured themselves in the few pages that were unsealed today the grand jury said it received evidence involving more than 75 witnesses most of which was delivered in person and under oath the report notes that the panel's extensive witness list included poll workers, investigators, technical experts, and state officials, as well as one of the witnesses, a senator, Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican out of South Carolina, who told NBC after this was released that he is, quote, very confident in the testimony he provided to the grand jury. Graham calls to Top election officials in Georgia after the 2020 election became an area of interest in Willis's probe. I have no idea what they're going to do. I'll just leave it up to them, Graham said, adding that he is confident he he did not perjure himself. By the way, this grand jury had 23 members and three alternates. McBurney said that he approved the disclosure of these three portions of the final report because they do not identify any witnesses. But he decided that disclosure of the entire report at this time is not proper, citing due process concerns. And because indictments are coming, probably to Trump and other people. It'll be interesting to see where Lindsey Graham falls on this. Now, we know that he was supportive somewhat of these efforts. And that is why he he was zeroed in on this. We also know that Lindsey Graham is part of the establishment. He's a warmonger and he's doing okay by the people in Washington right now. And they're happy with his work going on with the war in Ukraine and his bloodlust for Vladimir Putin. We also know that he has campaigned in South Carolina for President Trump and has made the case, rightfully so, that you can't get Trump policies but not want Trump, something that the establishment rhinos have been trying to push, saying, hey, we can have a Nikki Haley or a Mike Pence or a Ron DeSantis. We will get Trump policies without Trump. So it remains to be seen what's going to happen with Lindsey Graham and all of this, if anything. But put your thoughts down below. Do you think that Lindsey Graham in this particular instance is friend or foe? And if he will play any part going forward in the upcoming indictments coming out of this Georgia Grand Jury. Alright folks, we've got more news. I will probably have a midnight show or a late show Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. That way, if I have anything uh, coming up, you will be made aware of it. Once again, this is the BCP podcast. This is the open source news version of it where I bring you real news, not once, but generally twice a day. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please press the like button and subscribe if you haven't already and put your comments down below. If you're watching this or listening to this on any other platform, uh, do whatever you can on that particular platform to follow this uh, podcast. It'll help us increase our reach. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless, and don't forget that we have a sister YouTube channel and we have another show called BCP Unfiltered. I dropped episode 193 earlier today. Make sure you go and watch it. You can get a shortcut by going to www.bcppodcast.com and it'll show you all the places you can watch or listen to that podcast. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless.
1: Thanks for joining us on Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't
0: miss out on any real news.